This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. Hey, you know what time it is. This is Coach Goins, and it is Basketball More Than a Game. And we are so excited, like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight. Coach Goins is flying solo, so you know what? I can't pass the ball. I can't look inside. I can't dump it down. Coach Quick is traveling. So we want to wish he and his beautiful wife happy Valentine's Day. And we want to wish everyone happy Valentine's Day as this is Valentine's Week. So as we were sitting down early this year, we were coming up with different things we want to be able to do uh, for the month of February, and we're doing that. We're celebrating black history uh, with uh, some of our sound bites and different things that's happened uh, through our country, uh, celebrating black history, highlighting some speeches. But we also wanted to carve out some time and and, and really honor uh, our uh, husband and wife. So what I did, I you know went to the laboratory, and you know what? We're able to find a dynamic couple that is from Stanton, Virginia. We're not going to introduce them right now. We're going to give you time to get your pad and pencil, and we're going to step away for a quick break. But when we come back, we will be introducing our guest for our Valentine's show. This is Coach Goins. Stay tuned. show this week he'll be back trust me so i know he got he's got his own followers and everybody said man where's where's the q man he's not here so listen we're gonna get into this thing we got the table set it gives me honor and privilege and i don't say that lightly but it gives me honor and privilege that i introduce our special guest for our valentine's show and for valentine's week it is pastors joe and tracy Sherrill. they are husband and wife and they are also pastors of Victory Worship Center in Stanton, Virginia. So we'd like to welcome both of you all to basketball more in the game. Hey, Lamont, it's good to be with you. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure and honor for us to be a part of this. Yeah, and you know what? So you'd be like, man, how did y'all land them? Listen, it goes back 18 years, uh, and it's hard to believe all the way from uh, the very first, I'll tell this, very first time I ate Chick-fil-A, I was with this dynamic couple. And pa- Pastor Joe always says, man, y'all always used to start off stories. Up. We were fishing, so they were talking about a good friend of mine, and every time we always would tell a show, and they don't realize that, you know, and that, that we were doing that, but there were so many things that we did together, and that uh, that came out. But this couple, like I said, has blessed myself and my family for over 18 years uh, for them serving. And, of course, uh, those of you who have been following us, we had Pastor Ray on uh, kicking us off early in the year. Uh, getting it right so when we did this and i decided to we want to do something different and that's why they were on my heart so i reached out and they accepted so with that our pick and pop session and we we're curtis and i told pastor joe before we went came on the air that we're gonna do ladies first so with, uh-huh. so with that we're gonna we're gonna open up the very first question to pastor tracy and then this my question is this many couples you know, I'm married. I've been married 30 years, but I don't go to work with my wife. My wife drives. She goes this way. I go that way. You all are married and you work together. So in that dynamic, how does that, how do you, you know, you see each other at work, you go home and you go, Hey, you get to tell, tell everybody this in the list. How does that work? Or how have y'all been able to, to navigate that landscape? 
Well, um, it's definitely been an opportunity. I feel like God kind of prepared us for it in the whole process of our relationship. Even um, we are fortunate now in a lot of ways. Our, our first experience when we first started here, we worked in the same room. Literally, our chairs were back to back with each other. And <laughs> have our own offices. So <laughs> I think that helps some, but, um, when we were, we just really, I guess our relationship was founded so much from a friendship basis. Um, and we had a lot of common interests and in our, uh, summer between our two years at, at Raymond Bible training center, we actually got called us individually to go work at a camp in Maryland and we had the opportunity to kind of serve in ministry um, together, but separate. Like we had separate roles. Okay. But we had to walk out and maneuver the aspect of being in a relationship and serving in ministry. And, I, and we weren't married yet, but I really felt like that was preparation time um, for what was ahead. So I think that the aspect of like at work, we are not. Um, husband wife as far as I know that we are but how we approach things is from the roles and the aspect that we have responsibility for um, and not just well I'm going to take up for him because he's my husband but it's having to have true accountability on a team environment you know from those roles and um, and I think that sometimes that can be a challenge but we've really we've really kind of made that a priority to make sure that's how we approach it, that we can have an honest conversation from a aspect of the ministry that doesn't um, hinder or kind of cross over into the marriage relationship as an issue. That's excellent. Excellent. Pastor Joe, what's on your mind when you hear that question? Well, uh, you know, I, people comment on it a lot of times, but I don't think for either one of us, it's ever been a big deal or an issue. Uh, for us, I think it's just always been easy. Um, you know, I, I, and I think it just comes from the type of relationship that we have and have always had. Um, we, we get along, uh, we, we treat each other with love and respect and it just, it just works. Uh, um, I don't feel like it's anything special, that, that we have done other than just, I, you know, I feel like doing what the Bible tells you to do. And, um, but I think God definitely put us in this spot and, and I think we're stronger together. We're better together than we are separately. And, and so we different gifts and talents to the table. And there are times where I lean and rely on, on her, gifts and talents and she helps me and there are times where where she leans on me and the things that that i've been blessed to be good at and so it, it just works for us excellent excellent so we certainly allow certainly thank you all for allowing us to, to take a peek in your offices and and now that you all aren't sitting back to back and you have your own office so great great dynamics uh so again folks don't call me and ask me why they're on the show you just like i told you i challenge you in the beginning get your pad and pencil because they're going to be able to take us into relationships, how to get the job done in order to continue to move the vision forward. And, they, and what I say, and what I call them a, a, a super couple, a power couple, because a lot of times that's what people, you know, they're out and they may be struggling relationship. You know, my challenge is partner up with a super guy. Look over there and say, man, 
they look like they got going on. Let me go over there and, and engage in that. And hopefully doing this week and doing this show, uh, what we'll be able to bring with you with uh, Joe and Tracy, uh, that they'll be able to help us along the way. So with that, Pastor Joe, I got one for you. It says, here's my question. Life comes at us in various ways. How has playing sports assisted you? And, of course, I'm going to toss this to Pastor Trace as well. But how has playing sports assisted you in your personal development? Well, I think that sports translates so well to many areas of life. Um, you know, in sports, you have to learn to develop yourself in order to be better. Uh, you have to work on yourself. But then most sports, it's not just you. You're a part of a team, and so you have to work at the relationship aspect. What's my role? Um, what do I need to do to make the team successful? And it, and it, it, you know, there's an aspect of it that's about me improving myself. But then there's an aspect of it, as the old saying goes, uh, "We before me." You know, there's no I in team, and, and so I, I think being a, being a part of sports really gives you the aspect that it's not just about you, you're working as a part of a team. But uh, another thing that sports has done for me, you know, for years I, I coached youth sports and, and I can't tell you how many now I know it's, it's over 40, 40 some youth teams that I've coached through the years probably. And one of the things that I say a lot of times to my youth teams is that uh, first and foremost, we play to have fun. And, and I really believe that, you know, that, that it, it's a game. You know, you're, the title of your program is basketball more than a game. Yes, sir. But, but you know, basketball, it, it's a game. Whatever sport you like, they're games, and, and games are designed to be fun. And I believe that life is designed to be fun. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to enjoy my life. It's not supposed to be just trudging through day by day. And, and I think that that fun aspect of enjoying the things that you do in your sports, you know, if, if I'm playing a sport and I'm not enjoying and having fun, I'm probably going to drop it. <laughs> and, and, and so, um, you know, in life, uh, I think that life is meant to be enjoyed and it, it's, it's supposed to be enjoyable and fun. And so I think that translates as well. Exactly. Pastor Tracy, your, your take on that. Well, I think a, a big principle that you get through sports that translates over to life so much. Um, and I've seen it both in participation in sports and especially in coaching young people is the principle of, you know, we don't have control over the things that you know happen to us but we have control over how we respond mm, very good and i think that's huge in sports um i watch it a lot as a coach and, and it's a coaching and teachable opportunity when you know players or coaches start getting focused let's say on the referees you know and the calls aren't going right or you know you get frustrated maybe even with teammates you know and but as soon as that attention starts going to those things You've taken it off the thing you have control over, which is you, your execution, your attitude, you know, your things that you can have control over that can then turn, you know, and can have an impact, um, you know, and when we allow our attention to go off of that and on the things we don't have control over, um, in life, that's, you know, and in those things that becomes, that, that cultivates frustration, 
you know, and, and when people start getting frustrated, your emotions and your mind start going in places that can't take you, you know, that then affects your execution because the body will follow the mind. Mm. And so those things, you know, for me, I think that principle is, is very big, you know, and you can build off of that in so many ways, you know, and, and applying it from a principle standpoint, from a word standpoint, you know, just thinking even about the love chapter when it tells us how to treat people that love is patient, love is kind, you know, one translation says it keeps no record of wrongs, you know, we can, we can use that in life in a lot of ways. <laughs> wow. Wow. So listen, folks, who we have on is none other than Joe and Tracy Sheriff from Stanton, Virginia. They are pastors of or they're associate pastors at Victory Worship Center in Stanton, Virginia. We're going to step away, and we'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, so we're back in, and our very special guest doing this Valentine's Week is what I call entitled The Valentine's Show. And we have a dynamic couple, and that is Joe and Tracy Sheryl. And they are, they, right now, they, we are in our, still in our pick and pop session. So here's where we're going to be able to assist all you parents that are out there that's getting ready to hit this whole new milestone. And that is having a child that is away in college. So I'm going to toss this out, and I'm going to let either one of you take this and run. So with a child that is in college and, and your son is not in um, Harrisonburg and he's not in Lynchburg and he's not around the corner. So he's, <laughs> he, he is uh, the Raymond uh, Bible uh, College in uh, Oklahoma. So therefore, he is a great distance. But if you don't mind sharing uh, with some of our listeners, what is that like? Uh, kind of share the, you know, what did y'all kind of go through prepping yourself as well as your son to assist in that overall process? Um, well, I'll start because I think that, honestly, typically this is going to be the toughest area for a mom. Um, I think that moms and their firstborn, and especially a lot of times moms and sons, have just that that principle is very difficult when of that time of, you know, sending off. And um, in today's society, especially with technology and everything, we are so in the know and constant engagement with our kids. And I really felt like uh, I, the Lord dealt with me when Adam was like in the junior or senior year where you feel, you, you look at it in the natural and you feel like they don't, you know, they don't want to hang around you as much. They, they're doing other things. You know, they just, the things start changing. But I, I just came to realize and see that that's a natural progression for that preparation for them and us in that launching point um, and stepping out because we were created to grow and develop and move away. You mm. know, the talks about it gives the command is given to men and not women, but it when they approach marriage to leave and cleave. And, um, and so I think as a mom, it's important for me to instill my confidence in him, my belief in him in what he's about to do versus uh, demanding of him the need to always, you need to be doing this to me. You need to make sure you reach out. You need to be, you know, and mm. um, <laughs> and Lord blinked out with me about like giving him like that space. Cause I think back to 
when I was in school, my parents did not know everything that was going on because they didn't have, we talked to them maybe once a week on the dial up phone and, you know, they just didn't know. And, and we've been so conditioned to have to know, you know, we have location things on our phones with our kids. Um, I think that it's very important. I find myself when I start maybe, you know, dealing with those emotions, I tend to endeavor to turn it towards like, you know, praying for him. And, you know, we tend to talk to him once a week, but like, uh, I think it's the, the, what you do leading up, investing in them, pouring into them. And then they need to be in a place to launch. If they don't need you, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think about it from the aspect, you know, the, the Bible tells us to train up a child in the way that they should go. And, and uh, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, we, we've put in the time and we've, we've invested him and, and in his life. And, and it's a process o- over time. You know, when he was eight, you know, we wouldn't have trusted him to go off on his own or, or, or things like that, you know, to be away, you know, all, all those kind of things. But it's a process over time where, you know, as he got older, more responsibility was given and, and you know, we can't control and don't need to. It's unhealthy for us to control it's good everything really on good. with him. He needs to live his own life. I think that's something that I learned from from my parents was my parents, you know, I was the fifth child in my family. And I was the fourth boy. And by the time I came along, you know, my parents had been through this before. <laughs> and, and they really did a good job of, of letting me live my life. And they were always there for me. I mean, you know, I, I played football in college. And in four years, my parents were at every single game mm-hmm. in four except for one there was one trip to alabama that they couldn't make but every other game they were there and for the first two years it was very likely that i was not stepping on the field and but they were invested in me and i knew they were there but they didn't try to control everything that went on in my life and i think another huge key is the example of how you live your life has to match up with what you say. You know, you, you can't, you can't say, Hey kid, you need to do this and live like this and, and all that. And then I'm not doing those things. I have to live out the things that I'm telling them. And if they can see that example in my life, the same things that I'm telling them and they see that that works, then I think, I think that makes a big difference. You know what, folks? So that's why. So guess what? You, do you see why they on the show? So y'all understand. So when y'all send the emails and follow up and say, man, what? You know what? That is why they're on the show because they are going to be able to drop dimes. I use a basketball term there, Pastor Joe. So they're going to be able to drop dimes on this subject matter to, to assist our listeners and our followers when we when we face this milestone, when we're going through that. So I certainly appreciate uh, both uh, Joe and Tracy taking that question and taking it to the depths that they did. So listen, we're going to step away, pay a few bills, and as we wrap up the pick and pop, we have on via telephone from Stanton, Virginia, Joe and Tracy Sherrill, and we will be back. 
Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, this is Coach Goins, and I'm back in. And, yes, uh, I'm flying solo. So, Coach Quick, man, I, I miss you, dude. So, it's all good. So, listen, as we move into our fast break session, uh, we are going to be talking to a former college quarterback. Yes, that is Joe Sherrill. He is our guest along with his wife uh, on today's uh, show and what we are entitled our Valentine show or Valentine's Week show. So, this question is for Pastor Joe. As a former college quarterback, how do you reach today's student athlete that has a desire to play at that level? Well, uh, today the landscape today is is very different. I I, I think it, it's changing every year, um, and, and certainly the kids that are that are looking at coming out of high school right now they they face things that that were never faced before. You know, because with the whole COVID situation. And college athletes getting extra years, and now transfer portal. Um, it, it's just it's a really different time for kids that are coming out of high school. And and I've shared this advice with a number of kids uh, over the past few years. You know, I, I think in today's society and in, in today's culture, and a lot of it is is around the you know the social media. A lot of the recruiting is done over social media. The promotion is done over social media. And, and I see, it seems to me like a lot of athletes feel the pressure to live up to other people's expectations. Wow. And, and what I tell kids is, you know, you need to find a school, a program that is a fit for you. Don't go based off on everybody else is expecting you to do this or go there or do that because none of those people are going to be the one that drives to that school, goes to those classes, goes to those practices, and experiences all of this. Mm. So you can't do it based on what you feel like everybody else wants you to do. And if you just want to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, a lot of times it's it's almost like that – the kids feel the pressure to go to the highest level that they can possibly go. You know, they, they've got to go D one. So everybody says, Oh, they're a D one or, or if you can go D two or, you know, whatever, but there's, there's nothing wrong with, with going to a D three school, going to a, a Juco school or whatever it is that fits you because you're the one who's going to have to live it out. So don't do it based on what somebody else feels and, you know, I can speak from my experience. I mean, I went to a Division three school. You know, I, I took I took several visits. I went to uh, I went to one, two, three Division one schools and one Division three schools. One Division three school. When I took my visits in high school, I chose the Division three school because I felt like it was a fit for me. And and I went there, and a lot of the times I wasn't starting 
and maybe didn't even play as much. I mean, I was certainly not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. I was a guy on the team who showed up to practice every day. But because it fit me and it was the right thing for me, I enjoyed every minute of it. And, and I have absolutely no regrets about where I went because it fit me. And I did what I felt like was right for me in that. Wow. So listen, folks, for those out there trying to make a decision, there you go right there. So I want to thank Pastor Joe for taking us down there. He's challenging you. And like you said, you're the one that's got to sit in that class. You're the one that's got to do the work. You're the one that's got to go through practice. So that's why, and again, that's just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And I definitely, certainly appreciate you engaging that. So, Pastor Trace, I'm going to come at you with this one. Have you ever, have you guys, and again, this is kind of a twofold, but I want you to head it up for us. Have you guys ever thought about starting a couple's camp? Husband and wife that coaches, raise a family, serve. I mean, almost kind of like a workshop type thing to be able to go. So many people may be getting ready to get into it and not know what's coming around the corner. Is that something, and I'm kind of maybe putting you guys on the spot, but is that something that you guys have thought about? I can't say that it's something that we've specifically thought about. We definitely um, like opportunities to invest Um you know, in other people, um, in coaches and athletes from just the experience of, I think we have learned so much, like we've had the opportunity to coach together, um, more so with our daughter, um, Leah, but I've been alongside Joe on other coaching things, but we've been in both roles, uh, leading and coaching, like switching back and forth. And I think that we've definitely, learned how to tap into our strengths and learn how to, you know, um, it's not a power play. It's more about the, the role that's needed, you know, and, and you step into the things that are your strengths. But, um, I mean, I, I think that, you know, as far as whether we would ever see ourselves doing that, I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed because for me, I feel like if I, I love the opportunity to take what I've walked through and be able to share with others so that maybe their path could be smoother than kind of the, how we had to like, how we landed there. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Totally. Pastor Joe, your, your, your take. Well, uh, like she said, I, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily anything that we down and thought, well, that's something we, you know, Hey, let's do this. But I would say that we definitely, have felt strongly about trying to help others and, and the dynamic of husband and wife. Um, you know, I, we've had people tell us before, you know, well, man, if, if, if I worked or coached with my spouse, you know, we'd kill each other <laughs> like that. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it, it, it comes down to, whether or not people are willing to willing to listen and receive and, mm. and we're willing to uh, talk, teach, mentor, whatever role would, would, uh, you know, be on the horizon in that, um, in the right format. It, for us, our time is, uh, is special to us. We, we have a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things going on. Um, it would need to be something that, that we felt like that, that God was directing us to do. But if that was something that was, 
that was there for us to do, I, I think we would enjoy that. And, and you know, we're always happy to to pro- provide any information that we can, any ways that that God has blessed us and and helped us and shown us things and pass things and pass that along to others. Excellent. I think now we've had we kind of use uh, what I would call the the real time coaching opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, for instance, we have um, we have ten teams in our travel volleyball and so i have a minimum of two coaches with each of those teams and um both joe and i like just in the like i try to be present at their when they're practicing here at the facility and just be available to them and uh you know sometimes and communicate with them when they're at tournaments as far as how things are going and then you know things come up and i feel like there's opportunity there to because some of them are parent coaches and some are not and so you know, the, the things that arise through that, I feel like with things we've walked through with coaching our kids, we're able to kind of, you know, pour into them when in those real time um, opportunities and use that experience to, to share with them, you know, because I know for us, I feel like we learned so much about coaching by coaching our kids because they were so different and it really taught us. And I know we both had made major adjustments in our approach to coaching from that. I I understand totally. So I I certainly appreciate you all taking time out to uh, what I call uh, kind of putting you on the spot type of question. And, and that's the thing is, and I think a lot of times people don't under they don't realize when they say, yeah, I do want to coach what goes in, the time, the effort, uh, and you all bring bring that. And I know you all share and, and definitely um, give that wisdom uh, and, and pass along when it, when it does uh, give you that opportunity. So thank you all for entertaining that question. So listen, folks, we have on via telephone from Stanton, Virginia, who I call our dynamic couple for our Valentine's show, Joe and Tracy Sherrill. We're going to step away, and as we step away, we want to honor uh, a person in black history. So enjoy this speech, and we'll be back after this break. Very seldom, if ever, in the history of the world has a socio-political document expressed in such profound, eloquent, and unequivocal language the dignity and the worth of human personality. This is the meaning of the American dream. And we can't afford to stop now because our nation has a date with destiny. Martin said to me, at that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine as I have never experienced him before. It seems as though I could hear the quiet assurance of an inner voice saying, stand up for righteousness, stand up for truth, and God will be at your side forever. All right, so we're back in, and as we move to In the Paint, this is where we get down. Ain't no three seconds here, Pastor Joe, so we're in the paint. This We plan by our rules on the day on today's show. But In the Paint, we just kind of try to go a little bit deeper uh, and, and see what uh, nuggets are laying there and just try to let a little bit of iron sharpens iron. So here's our first question. It says, both of you are full-time in the ministry. Work-life balance within the ministry with your time away. How and where do you guys step away, relax, recharge? Where wh- what do y'all do when you're not just the when you unplug? Where you unplug at? 
that's a really good question. Um, I think I'm, I'm a little different than most people. Um, yeah, well, let me back up a little bit. You know, I, I started my career, both of us actually started our careers as high school teachers and coaches. And so like, like for me, that was something that I felt like that I could do the rest of my life and be happy. Um, then I reached the point where I knew that, that God was calling me into the ministry. And when I, when I did that, I thought I was stepping away from coaching for the rest of my life. That was in, um, you know, 1994 when that happened. And I've coached more since then than I did up to that point. Um, and so for me, like the coaching aspect now, I tell people, you know, it, it's like my hobby. I, I used to be able to go play sports to relax. But now that I'm not as young as I used to be, I can't go play those sports, but I go and I coach those sports. And for me, a lot of times that's my, that's my hobby instead of playing golf or, or, you know, working on cars or whatever it is that people like to do. For me, a lot of it is, is that, you know, the coaching aspect is a time away where my mind is not on work or the ministry or or any of that kind of stuff but i would also say that like for us we work really hard to spend time where we just do things together and and it doesn't have to be anything that special honestly one of the things that we do virtually every day is we typically will have you know one one show that we watch you know and and you know, we'll find that we'll find that one show that that we watch, and and sometime near the end of the day, we sit down together and we watch that together, and, and just a time to kick back and relax, and it's just the two of us sitting there watching it and just just spending time together. You know, um, that that works for us. Yeah, I think for me, uh, an outlet is definitely exercise. I like to um, I like to be able to to have something that I, I go and just have that, that physical exertion is huge for me. And I know for us, that's actually been something over the years that we've even done together. The last season, ours hasn't been exactly the same because of schedule. But, um, and then, like you said, that kind of watching something together or like we enjoy like the opportunity to go watch our kids play. Like when, when we get to watch them play their sports, now it's just Leah, but um, you know, being on the that side is something that we enjoy being able to go do. Um, and, you know, definitely coaching has been an outlet where you're not Pastor Joe, Pastor Tracy, you know, and you just kind of get to uh, do what you want to do around that sport and invest in kids. And, um, and so those are definitely areas that we share. Yeah. One other thing I would say for me, for me personally, and uh, well, I, for both of us, I, I like to read, you know, and, and so I'll spend time reading. And, and for me, that's, that's something that I, you know, it relaxes me. It, it just, it's that time for her, you know, she, we read different things, you know, but she, she'll read or, or she'll listen to podcasts and things like that. And, and so those are things that, you know, for us, those types of things are relaxing as well. Yeah, that's great. Now, you know, that, and that's the thing what's so nice about to be able to, to step away, and, and that's my thing, man. I, and, I, and and here's the thing. 
uh, and I let the cat out of the bag with uh, Pastor Jonah. And there's nothing like barnstorming. We hadn't been able to do it a lot with the COVID, but he and I barnstorming, and we were able to take a trip this past, actually a couple of weeks, it was in December. You know, we yeah. slide we slide up to Pittsburgh, and of course, you know, we get in the car and be like, all right, whose stick you going to listen to? All right, I'll you'll put yours in, we'll listen to yours going up to PA, and we'll listen to yours coming back. Uh, but those times, I, I'll just tell you uh, publicly, Pastor Joe, that those are great. You, you don't know what that does for me, uh, and your company is all. And 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 here's the thing: there was no, there's no other way. There's no other person I'd love to and, and enjoy to go on those trips. Uh, and I certainly appreciate you carving time out. Uh, and we go, and of course we eat. We see a ball game. We hobnob and we listen and sing. So, I mean, it's just great. It's just, it just, it that does me that does me justice, and it does me. Uh, great to be able to, to step away and share that with a friend, and I certainly appreciate uh, you able to to do that. So, with that, hey, yes, sir, go ahead. Still, they've heard you and I riding in the car singing "Earth, Wind, and Fire" together. <laughs> yeah, and that's not, and there's no way that and Maurice White is nowhere in that in that back seat. That's just us. But Pastor Joe can <laughs> sing. I can't sing. I just I just try to I just try to dial the music in and say. And and that's what's great about it. If there's a song on, and I'm like, man, I don't know the person singing the background. Uh, Pastor Joe, he'll pull it up. Oh, that's such and such a person, and it, it's it's great. So, and and that's the thing. If anybody, if we, if anybody ever had a GoPro and would video that, they'd be like, man, they need to make that a TV show. But no, we have a good time, and I enjoy his company, and I always look forward to that. Now, again, I can't thank you. I uh, can't thank you enough. So, with that, here's my next question. Several years ago, you all taught a class on relationship and love. And I can't remember the name of the book, and I apologize. But in that, if you don't mind sharing with our audience, what was the impact for you all? And if you don't mind, share the book and and talk about that a little bit. And Pastor Trace, I'll ask you to take the lead on that. Uh, well, the book we taught from was called Love and Respect, and it was by Dr. Emerson Egerich. Um, I feel like it's one of the best marriage books that we ever have read because I feel like it's the most balanced in regards to honing in on both individuals in the marriage. A lot of marriage resources tend to focus on one or the other more so. Um, You need to fix this and that kind of thing. Um, I feel like love and respect really hones in on the basic principle that women are wired to need love and men are wired to need respect. And the principle that it brings out is that many times in relationships, we end up on a cycle. Mm. It's called the crazy cycle, where when women don't feel love, they start, they then don't show or give respect in how they treat the husband. And when the husband doesn't feel that respect, it affects how he shows love to the wife. And basically, you get on that cycle, and we see a lot of, uh, you know, couples who end up on that cycle. And the only way it ends is if someone steps off and chooses to give the other person what they need. Um, By human nature, we can tend to give what we want. Um, I want love, so... That's what I show, but that's not what that person needs. And, and in saying that, we don't, sometimes they don't need love, but the way a man feels love is more from how we treat and speak and, um, you know, show that from a form of respect. Um, and then that triggers that love response that women so desire, that loving um, peace. 
I've, I've heard men say before, you know, talking about the the respect aspect, I've heard men say before that, well, I know that she loves me, but I don't know whether she likes me or not. Um, you know, and, and, and on the same side, you know, I, I've, I have seen an experience where um, men's action, the way that they do things and say things, to him, it's it's not a personal thing. He's just addressing an issue. But to a woman, everything is connected. You know, there's there's and there's books and videos and all kinds of stuff talking about the difference between men's and women's brains, and and they're all very very true. You know, men's men's brains are more like uh, boxes or compartments we compartmentalize things and and when we're talking about something we pull out that box and want to talk about only the things that are in that box and are related there and women's brains are more like uh, people have said like spaghetti or like a big ball of wire and everything is connected to everything else Mm -hmm. so you know when when you say something that's related over here and a man's thinking about it in terms of it's in this box but to the woman, it's related to everything in the relationship and all of those kind of things. And he doesn't even realize that he's saying something that is unloving to her. And it just hops on that cycle and and it's a perpetual thing until someone makes a choice. The Basically, it's... it's- pulled from the scripture in Ephesians 5:33 it says each of you also each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband mm. um, and and basically in, in principle the the book goes through how to stop that crazy cycle of conflict you then initiate the energizing cycle of change in other words when you're both working to give the other what they need that's an energizing cycle towards relationship and then where you end up is the rewarded cycle of passion and and you know and that's something that many times those principles are missing in a lot of relationships and um, a whole lot of things come down to understanding the differences in men and women and focusing on what the other person giving and what the other person needs versus what I need um, and usually the best way to get that is to give what the other person needs. Wow. Wow. So this is Valentine's show 2022. So you're going to be able to t- uh, dial it in. So Pastor Trey, if you don't mind, can you, can you give the title of the book and the author one more time, please? Yes. It's called love and respect by Dr. Emerson Eggerich. It's, and it's E G G E R I C H S. So, you just heard it from the folks that taught the class. They just gave you a sneak peek, so we'll challenge you to, as we as we're saying, Valentine's weekend, got to make or Valentine's week, you know, carve it out a little bit, look at that relationship, and make sure it is headed down the right path. So with that, we're gonna hit you guys with our last question of the day. And first and foremost, we certainly appreciate everything so far. And this one is dealing with the word communication. And Pastor Tracy, I'll let you kick this off. So in that, if I can get both of your opinion, how and why is this word, when I say word communication, so important in every phase of our life as it deals with relationships? Well, you know, a whole lot of 
thing problems arise from what we think someone thinks. And uh, I think you see that in a lot of relationships where, you know, where you uh, are assuming things, you, you know, because they did this, then that must mean this. And a lot of times if we will use a couple principles, number one, believe the best, love believes the best, and then it doesn't keep a record of wrongs. And I think if we take the time to communicate, number one, I think we have lots of opportunity in relationships to articulate more the value of the other person, how much they mean to us, what they, you know, how much we love them, um, identifying, you know, how much you appreciate little things and see them. And, um, and then even just taking the time to even say and, you know, talk out things and that can diffuse a lot that gets built up through the imagination when we just spend time in our minds thinking what they might think or did, but the motive behind what they did and we let that grow versus spending time actually, you know, focusing on the bigger picture of, you know, what all they bring and do and have done and their value, you know, to us. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the little stuff every day and lose sight of the person that we've chosen to, you know, spend our life with and what all they bring in making our lives more valuable. Pastor Joe. I think one of the things that, that stands out to me in today's world, um, you know, Tracy and I have talked about it before that, that we're glad that we didn't come up dating and all through the era that we're in now where people text and post on social media and, uh, you know, and, and the, we've been married, uh, it'll be 26 years in July. So 25 and a half now, um, you know, when we, when we were dating and things, you know, you, you had to have a phone call or you had to pay. Exactly. And, and it's just, it's different now. People, they, they communicate so much through text or, you know, Snapchat or Facebook or whatever, what, however it is. And, you know, I read a study years ago. I think that I, I believe it. I, anyway, it's in, it's in a, I think it's in the book, Effective Relationships. But anyway, it's, but um, it said that uh, of what you communicate, only 7% of what you communicate is the actual words that you say. The other 93%, and let's, if I'm off a few percents, then just give it to me. But uh, <laughs> other 93% is your tone, your inflection, your body language, your mannerisms, your gestures. So over 90% of what you communicate is not the words that you say. So when you think about it, that if I am just texting someone, then they are missing out on 90 some percent of the communication that they could be getting. And so to me, especially in a husband and wife or a dating relationship, the face-to-face -face communication is so important because 
I mean, we've all read a text before, and there's a thousand ways you can take. How did they mean that? Mm. But when I'm sitting there and we have that conversation and I can see your body language, I can hear your tone, your inflection, your I can see your gestures, that communicates so much more than than just you know the the actual words of the conversation and something that that we talk to couples about a lot is um you know particularly um if you're in a relationship and let's say that that things are not always the way that you would want them to be and sometimes you know people fuss or they argue or they have disagreements and things and all like that and and you know they're that's you know, I mean, you're going to disagree. If, you, if you're going to spend time together, there are going to be things that you disagree about. But we've told people before that if you feel yourself getting heated and if that's something that happens a lot, then something that may be good to do is to sit down and face each other and hold hands and have a conversation. Because it's a lot harder for it to escalate and for your tone to go up and for things to get out of hand, if I'm sitting there facing you and and holding your hand, and especially for a guy, to do that is a is a step out of his comfort zone. One of the things actually in the love and respect book that she talked about, it, it, he gives an example of the difference in how men and women tend to communicate. And they did an experiment where they would put two women in a room together, and they they basically told them that they're waiting there for and. And they're going to do some type of a of a an experiment or something with them, but please wait in this room. And basically, what they were wanting to do was observe the people in there. And they had two chairs in there, and invariably, the women would take the two chairs. They don't know each other, but the women would take the two chairs, turn them where they were facing each other, and they would have a conversation. The men, when they were in the room together, invariably they would take the chairs and put them side by side. And you think about it, Lamont, when, when you're having a conversation with one of your buddies, very rarely do you sit down and you all sit face to face to each other. But that's more the way that women communicate than men. And so if I sit down face to face with my wife and we're, we're sitting there holding hands, the chances that I'm going to flip out or raise my voice or anything like that, go down astronomically for me to do that. And it's just that physical touch helping me to remember, you know, that this is a person that I love. This is a person that I care about. So those are just a couple of the things that, that we have given to people through the years. Well, let me yeah. go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Pastor Trish. I'm sorry. Well, I just like, I just sometimes I see, you know, when you're on, you, you see things on social media and I see people like they, they'll put all these accolades, you know, on a Facebook post and I, it always runs through my mind, you know, do they say that to the person, you know, and I, and I, I feel like, you know, we can be so much more prone to put that out there, you know, but do, are we saying that to that person, you know, or is it just going out for everybody to see? Cause that's the perception. And so I think the value of engaging, you know, face to face, um, with conversation and communication is vital to healthy relationships, you know, as husband and wife, but you know, with players, with coaches, with anybody that's, 
sitting down and having a conversation is important. You know what? I couldn't have said it. And you know what, folks? Here's the thing. It is Valentine's week, and Joe and Tracy Sherrill has dialed it up. They've dropped more. They, they got more assists than the Lakers do all year long. Uh, what they were able to bring us today. And we certainly, certainly appreciate the insight uh, as it relates to relationships, as it relates to, you know, how do you prepare yourself, training up a child. So you guys, excuse me, you, this dynamic couple has absolutely done exactly what we needed to do. So we hope that everybody is going to be, well, I know people will be able to benefit uh, from our show this week. And so as we start to, to wrap it up, I just want to say this. I want to thank both of you all for the impact that you've had on my life uh, over the last 18 years that I've known you all. Uh, you are, and people that don't know, uh, hopefully they'll be able to, to understand what, uh, what I'm saying here in my words is when I see this couple and them known them for 18 years and to continuously stand and support our senior pastor and the move and, and, the, and the, the growth of the church is no small task. People don't understand of where they started from and what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish. And I, and I know nobody's, nobody is, is more invested than the two of you all in what the church has been able to accomplish. So we thank you uh, for that. And again, thank you for what you've done uh, in my life and also for my family. So with that, I'll turn it over to you guys for your closing comments. Well, we're just thankful for the opportunity that you've given us. Like we both truly have a heart for, you know, the young athlete, the, the coaches, the ability to impart and instill things through the avenue of sports. I think it's one of the hugest arenas for um, investment and, you know, imparting and depositing things. I, my heart hurts when I see coaches sometimes that I feel like, you know, they don't understand the role they play in a young person's love of the game. And even in their, you know, their confidence in, in carrying out things um, and, and the role they play. Joe has a has a thing in his office. It defines coach. And, you know, it talks about basically the ability to, um, you know, teach and train and, and impart things. It says a good coach, one thing he has says a good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life, you know, and I, and I think that uh, it's so important that we as adults, coaches, um, you know, whatever role we have, understand um, the, how much power we hold in a young person's life to be able to instill things in them. And I think it's important that we never take it lightly. And, um, and, and I'm thankful for the opportunities I've had in that. And I, and I'm thankful that I get to work alongside my best friend, um, you know, in ministry and sport and in other things. Excellent. Pastor Jim. And Lamont, you know, you, you talk about the, the impact that, that we've had on you. You, you have been a blessing to us for 18 years. We're so appreciative of the relationship and the, the things that I have learned from you through the years by the things that you've taught, the things that you've said, but even by the example that, that I have, that I have seen from you and, um, you are so good at relationships mm -hmm. and, and how you deal with people, how you, 
give value to them and maintaining that relationship over time and keeping in contact. And uh, I've learned a lot from you just by watching you and, and how you uh, maintain and invest in the relationships in your life. And your support, just knowing your support has just been uh, very important to us. So it's, here's a, I'll, and I certainly appreciate that. And I want to, again, thank you all so much. But as it says, iron sharpens iron. So we're going to have to look at our calendars, uh, hook back up. Uh, Pastor Joe, we might have to go down to uh, the Chapel Hill. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll stay close. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, as we close out the show, we want to again thank our very special guests, Joe and Tracy Sherrill. And as we said, for our Valentine's week, they were able to deliver the goods just like I knew they would. So we hope everybody enjoys the show and just take time. Love on the ones that you love because life is short. But most importantly, just take heart to what they said. So, again, on behalf of Basketball More in the Game, we want to thank both of you all for your openness your honesty honesty and the transparency we wish you all godspeed coach quick i hope i hope you guys have a great trip and until next time we'll see you in the gym you've been listening to basketball more than a game with coach goins and coach quick our podcast is available on podbean.com